Welcome to PackSafe's Legal Department of the Future podcast. I'm PackSafe founder and CEO, Brian Powers. As an attorney who's ventured into the tech world, I'm always looking for ways to fuse the legal and tech spaces together. In this podcast, I sat down with Debbie Patillo, Senior Director of Legal Operations at Tipco Software. Tune in as Debbie and I discuss how tech offers the potential to solve problems for the legal team at Tipco and how Debbie has championed tech-driven initiatives to improve efficiencies and productivity there. Thanks for joining us today, Debbie. Uh, we have Debbie Patillo. The uh, What is your official title there at Tibco, Debbie? I'm Senior Director of Legal Operations. You have a pretty interesting background and path to, to that. I'd love to hear about kind of what your role is there, um, you know, more about your background and how you got into legal ops at TIPCO. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to share that. Um, but before I start, I just want to make sure that everyone understands I'm speaking for myself, not my employer or, or as a formal representative of my employer. Um, I actually started in the area of legal. Uh, I'm not an attorney myself but I was a contract negotiator. Um, early on in my professional career, I had a manager who thought um, I had a unique uh, aptitude for contract negotiation. And I think that's only because my interactions with her, I was constantly negotiating my work responsibilities. Sure. Um, so, and most of that experience has occurred in the software industry. So I think um, my passion, especially for legal operations, was first ignited uh, when I participated in an ISO 9001 initiative many, many years ago. Um, and I kind of discovered I had a knack for recognizing process and practice inefficiencies. So working in the software industry, I was able to see firsthand how problems can quickly become ideas for solutions, and then solutions can either be developed to solve that problem, uh, you know, the development can occur internally, or you can go outside and seek solutions from various vendors and solutions. Um, but I think technology always offers you a potential to solve your problems. Might be the first person ever on a podcast to to use the words passion and ISO nine thousand one in the same sentence. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, I think it explains a lot about uh, you know the methodical approach that you take to to what you do. The role of legal departments are a bit different from company to company, tech company to non tech company. Debbie, why don't you give me uh, a little bit of background about, uh, you know, what's the, what's the primary function of the legal department at TIPCO? Um, well, our legal department is global, and um, it actually consists of several different kind of practice areas. Um, we have intellectual property, uh, human resources. We have a litigation department. Um, we have a global licensing uh, team. We do a lot of corporate work, obviously. Um, compliance has become uh, extremely huge for us and continues to grow. And then, of course, the operations function, which is you know pretty much centered around 
you know, innovation budget benchmarks and metrics. And so does, does the operations function touch all of the other areas of the legal department? Yes, much to their dismay. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that's true. Um, <laughs> you know, tech companies move fast, faster than most businesses. Um, legal departments traditionally and lawyers in general, you know, tend to not move that fast by the very nature of of what we lawyers do. I'd be curious how, what are some of the challenges, you know, I mean, obviously in a, in a legal ops role that is tasked with finding ways to innovate and, and, and keep pace, what are some of the challenges that you've seen really across the legal department? And are there any specific areas that, um, you know, you found particularly challenging to, to, you know, keep up with the business on? You know, I think what I try and do, and I think it helps that I'm in a software, I work for a software company. Um, so in terms of, you know, technology and innovation, um, I hear a lot of the buzzwords. I hear a lot of what's going on in the industry, um, you know, the next big thing. And I try and map that next big thing to um, innovation, for, you know, process improvement or productivity improvements. So, you know, some examples um, over the years in terms of focus areas have been, you know, contract document policy management, um, data analysis, of course, e-discovery, e-billing, um, you know, have all been kind of areas that I've looked at. Any stories that, uh or specific technologies or anything that sticks out as, as being something that you really like to hang your hat on that people would like to hear about, um, you know, that have been a big win for you and the legal team at TIPCO? Um, yes, I think um, in terms of productivity and process improvement, uh, the shift we made many years ago to e-signature and kind of a paperless contract process um, was huge in terms of process and productivity improvement. Um, you know, way back in, I hesitate to call them the olden days, but we'll, we'll say way back in the past, <laughs> you know, we would be standing in front of fax machines waiting for signed contracts to come in. And then we'd have runners on our campus that would take those contracts from building to building to get approval sign-offs and actual signature, and then the contracts would have to be faxed back, and then they'd have to be given to order processing. Um, so we were able to implement a contract manager system with integration to e-signature um, fairly early, and to the extent you know customers were willing to adopt the technology and there were no country regulations that prohibited e-signature, um, we found that was a huge improvement in our process and that our customers appreciated it as well. About how long ago do you guys think you did that? Um, actually, we, imp we implemented um, that system and those new processes in 2007. Oh, yeah, so that is pretty early. As an early adopter of streamlining contract signatures, did you, you said you had, didn't get much pushback from customers, but did, was there any, were people ready for that? Was it, was it a pretty simple obstacle to overcome if, if uh, somebody's like, what is this? Where's the paper? 
Um, you know, I think we did get some pushback from customers. Um, you know, a lot of companies have policies and best practices that they have to follow as well. But um, certainly over, you know, the last uh, 10 years, we've seen a huge shift. Um, and I, I would say probably close to 100% of our customers are willing to e-sign a document, though they may request original signatures as a follow-up. Um, but even those, I think, are becoming fewer and far between. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, um, did we have 100% customer compliance, you know, within the first five years we went live? No, we didn't. Uh, but have we seen that change, you know, in the last five years? Yes. So we talked about how um, you've been able to successfully navigate some of these issues. Is there... Do you have a good example of, of how maybe in the past you and the department may have completely whiffed or missed the mark on something? Um, I think for me personally, it really took me a while to understand that for various reasons, not everyone is going to be comfortable with or is open to change as I am. Um, in my current position, I'm lucky enough to have a general counsel who um, is very innovative when it comes to process and productivity improvement. Um, but, you know, I found, especially in areas where a solution may cross several departments, um, not just our legal department, that one of the key things I need to spend time and energy on is identifying early adopters of the change or innovation um, who you know, can spread the word about the great new project they're working on, kind of um, generate some internal marketing, um, which really helps investing that time up front as you're starting or before you actually implement a project can really help the implementation go smoothly. Um, you know, if you implement without that, then you have a wonderful system that no one wants to use. <laughs> Right. You don't want that. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, just, just trying to recognize that change is hard. And so establishing a mindset is very important in terms of embracing innovation. Sometimes legal departments, as you recognize, have, they do have a bit of a resistance to tech and change. And I think that's, I think that's the case anywhere what we've seen is that, um, you know, the, the difference between other departments and legal sometimes in adopting change is just they have an approach, they have a process in place for change management. Um, and so it's really interesting, refreshing to hear that, that, you know, you've championed something like that within the legal department there. I think that's, um, that's, that's pretty rare. So good job. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Looking at things kind of high level, um, you seem to have a pretty good view on, on rolling out technology as, uh, as a tool for legal departments. Um, you know, where, uh, what are your thoughts, however you want to frame them on kind of where things are headed in terms of, you know, how do legal departments continue to improve and keep up? I think um, in my case, 
uh, with more and more regulatory pressure in areas like cybersecurity and data privacy. Um, I think things like policy management, um, automation, um, artificial intelligence, connectivity of databases, all of the things you need to more effectively manage your data and the employees that are interacting with that data um, are going to be key. You know, it's certainly an area of focus um, for my organization. Well, Debbie, this has been great to, to kind of wrap things up. You know, what's, what, what's next for you in your, uh, in your career as a legal ops professional? Um, well, I have several projects on my plate at the moment, but what I'm most excited about right now um, is projects that are involving artificial intelligence, um, especially uh, with a focus on self-learning technology that's self-learning for document identification, data mining, um, and extraction of data. Um, plus, I'm, I'm working on a project um, for embedding a translation system into our contract and document management solutions so that, um, you know, because we are a global company, if we're working with a, a customer on a contract in French, we'll have the technology available uh, you know, at, at a mouse click to translate that French contract into English. Um, so those who have downstream responsibilities associated with that contract um, easily have access to an English version so that we can meet all of our obligations. Um, right now, as I'm sure is the case um, for many companies, you either pay a translation service to do your translations for you, um, or you have your attorneys who are native to those languages perform the translations, which could be very time consuming and costly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's great. Um, yeah, a lot of buzz around AI in the contract world. Have you, have you had reasonable success uh, with any of the solutions you've looked at so far? Um, we have implemented something, um, uh, I think, two, two and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, which is m more oriented towards machine learning. Um, and it does require a lot of investment up front um, to teach the technology um, with examples over and over and over again. And I think as um, that type of technology has evolved, there is more available that could be classified as more self-learning. You provide the examples and you don't have to monitor the solutions learning. It adapts and learns by itself so that your results become better and better over time without so much of an investment of your own time. Got it. Well, two years ago, as, uh, as I would expect, um, once again, an early adopter, so good job there. Anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? No, I'd just like to thank you very much for the opportunity to participate in the podcast. Um, I was happy to do it, so thank you.